0: Hello, and welcome to Teenager Place's podcast. My name is Abby Seifer, school-based supervisor and therapist at Teenager Place. If you're not familiar with us, we are a nonprofit organization based in Cedar Rapids serving the behavioral health needs of children and families. We have both inpatient and outpatient programs as well as community-based services. Our mission is simple, to provide services to families that inspire, empower, and heal. We're living through some pretty uncertain times right now, with the COVID-19 outbreak moving through Iowa and all across the nation and world. Our routines are disrupted, there are a lot of unknowns as far as how long the pandemic will last, and we're all socially distancing, which can feel isolating. That can be scary for children as well as adults. We know from research, however, that while times like this can be traumatic, they also have the potential to be times of growth and resilience. We're bringing you a four-part mini-series, Resilience in Times of Uncertainty, where we'll talk a little bit about four indicators of well-being that we can look for and foster in ourselves and our children to help us get through these times as mentally healthy as possible. These indicators are safety, belonging connection, meaning and purpose, and efficacy. They come from the RISE framework of resiliency that we are implementing across our agency here at Tanager Place. This framework was developed by Tanya Hodgkin, our Vice President of Clinical Services. Tanya will be on a later episode of the, of the podcast to talk more about the framework as a whole. So for this mini-series, we'll be, we'll be focusing just on the four indicators and practical ways to cultivate them during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm here today with Jenny Knoll, outpatient clinical manager and therapist, to take a deeper look into the indicator of meaning and purpose. To start with, Tell us a little bit more about what meaning and purpose is and why it's important.
1: Sure. You know, within this framework, meaning and purpose is really defined as a sense of mattering and living a purpose-driven life. We all want to feel like we matter, and we can really garner the attention of people who matter to us. Meaning and purpose helps us build confidence to know that we're important to someone. It's in that, like, mattering sense to others that we become... to matter to ourself more. You know, it's really believing that we're worth it and believing that we can contribute to our communities, to our family, to things around us, that we play a special role. Um, it's also kind of in this sense that we feel meaning and purpose, that we can help others foster that same feeling. You know, it allows us to understand the interconnectedness between us and the world around us or us in our community, our families, our friend groups, um, and the other environments which we belong. You know, it's really kind of one of those things that it's the culmination of living life that's in that allows us to embrace what we feel most passionate about. It's, it's sharing what we have and giving it back to something that's greater than yourself. It's really kind of the root of being your authentic self. Having meaning and purpose can really anchor us and reassure us when we're feeling overwhelmed or when we're feeling distressed or negative toward ourselves or when we're just feeling disconnected from the world even.
0: Jenny, this this sounds like a, a very social process. So I'm curious in what ways the pandemic has altered the sense of meaning and purpose in people's lives.
1: Yeah, definitely, it is very much kind of a social process. You know that that idea that I I I find meaning in in the acts that I'm doing or the activities that I engage in or the groups that um, I serve. And so one of the things to think about in regards to meaning and purpose is how do children and adults find their sense of meaning and purpose? So how do they kind of define what their role is on this earth even? You know, so a lot of kids might derive a great sense of their meaning out of how they contribute to their classroom or how they contribute to their sports team, you know, what position they play and how, you know, they're essential on that team and their contribution really matters. It, It can really be difficult right now because kids aren't able to participate in those Normal group activities that they once were. You know, we're disconnected from our community or our tribe in that sense that I'm not giving the same in the same ways that I used to be giving. I'm not contributing or making, you know, serving my purpose in that way that I used to. So, you know, for parents, a lot of times we find our sense of meaning or purpose sometimes from parenting, you know, that provides one, one purpose in our life, um, that our job is to raise kids and we, we feel fulfilled in that and feel like it's part of our mission, but also those other activities like work or um, serving on a PTA or community volunteering, all of those things can be part of the way that we, div- we have meaning and purpose. There's a lot of ways, though, that this time allows us to be creative in finding new ways to um, create and experience the sense of meaning and purpose in our lives.
0: I think people would be really eager to hear some of those ways.
1: Yeah, um, you know, there's there's all sorts of things being put out there on social media or um, different podcasts or blogs or anything like that that give lots of different ideas for people um, and activities for well-being. Um, some of the things really specific to meaning and purpose is, first off, We have to remember that this pandemic is not gonna last forever. Eventually we'll be back in those activities, we'll be back on that team, we'll be back in the classroom, back in those volunteering roles or back in the office, and we'll be able to kind of regain that sense of meaning and purpose in those same ways. But we can begin thinking about what can I do right now that's going to help me practice or even improve the way that I can give when that all restarts again. So for instance, if a child really, really engages in a sport and that's kind of really how they derive their sense of meaning and contribution, how can they practice that sport at home? Can they go out in the yard and and improve their soccer skills right now? Can they teach it to a younger sibling or have an older sibling help them practice it or even a parent involvement practicing it with them? you know, helping them to see why it matters to do those things by themselves or within the family context, even if they can't be doing it with their team members there's also a lot of opportunities right now and a lot of creativity happening around online groups. So if your child is on a chess club or Lego League or some of those types of things, finding online outlets where maybe they can do those um, virtually with other kids and show what they've created or give pointers or how-tos or um, even creating a YouTube video that they can post for other people to see are all different ways that they can still be doing those things that really give them a sense of contribution um during this time
0: jenny i think in this time our parents are really looking for ways in which they can empower and encourage their kids um, to find healing and meaning what are some things that they can do uh, to to encourage healing during this time with their kids
1: Yeah, you know, one of the really great ways to increase that sense of meaning or even have some healing and and hope building is to model altruism for children um, of all ages. And this is really about finding ways to do or give back just for the sake of doing it um, for others. You know, it's helping your child feel like they're contributing to the happiness of someone close to them, to their neighbors, thinking about writing letters to neighbors or to senior homes where people aren't able to have the regular socialization that they usually do, but letting them know that you care and that you're thinking about them and sending them positive energy. Another way, you know, is really to participate in some of those fun activities like things like Heart Hunters, um, where they're putting hearts on the windows and then, you know, communicating a sense of hope that we're all in this together and this is how I'm showing that hope to my community or even just putting up positive signs in your yard or, or messages that people might see. You know, another way to think about altruism is reaching out to people who you don't usually reach out to. So maybe friends or family members that have greater distance or that you just haven't had um, as much connection with. And and also finding ways to help your community or the larger cause in ways that are safe. You know, making masks for healthcare workers or getting groceries for a neighbor who's in a high-risk category and can't do that for themselves. Or finding ways even that you can help take care of the environment. You know, picking up litter every day as you go on a walk or finding and doing some research on ways that you can support the environment during this time. Planting a garden and, and offering your family the fruits of that labor that will come later this season.
0: I love that. Those are all great ideas. And how timely that today's actually Earth Day. So some really practical ways to show that out in our community. Those are all great ideas. And I'm curious if there are even some more basic things that um, children and parents can do from home.
1: One of the most basic ways that you can really help your child experience a sense of meaning and mattering is by encouraging them to take care of themselves, to practice self-care, to practice hygiene. You know, it really communicates that that health and that cleanliness and self-care is important because you matter. And just for the sake of mattering, we're going to show that to ourselves by taking care of ourselves. You know, it's something that we can do and do for our bodies and our wellness, even if we don't have any place to go, you know. When I have school to go to, I take care of myself, I put in energy to the way I look or doing my nails, simple things like that. When we're at home all the time, no one's going to see that. Why does it matter? But it does matter just because you matter. So helping giving them a little bit more encouragement to keep doing some of those daily routine things and even modeling that as the adults for our children.
0: Jenny, I'm, I'm curious if there's a way in which parents can frame some of the more mundane, not so fun things that we expect from them every day, um, expect from our kiddos every day, in a way that provides them to think of this as meaning and purpose in their lives.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Abby. You know, right now we're being asked to do a lot of things that create restrictions in other areas of our lives and other things that bring us joy. If we can really talk about the why to our kids, the why we do those things, why it's so important that we follow the restrictions and the regulations, the reality is is that by doing these things, we're helping our community fight this virus together. We're part of a bigger cause. This is the small things that I can do every single day and be diligent about doing that helps all of us get back to our normal lives a little bit quicker. Um, you know, even when it's, I can't go to the store or mom and dad get to go to the store by themselves. And that really isn't fun, you know, helping them understand, like, By doing this, we're reducing the number of people who are being exposed. We're reducing the number of germs that we might be bringing into our own home. It really does serve a purpose for everybody.
0: Jenny, you've you've shared so many great ideas and thoughts and different ways for us to frame this time. And we're hoping that our listeners today can take away a few concrete ideas um, for them to do at home with their kids. Are there any specific activities that you can share with us that define this idea of meaning and purpose?
1: Yeah, you know, one of my favorite activities to do with um, kids that I'm seeing maybe in in a therapeutic setting or even just working with families and kind of really fostering that resilience and building some preventative work is to do what we call a value sort or values inventory and asking kids to identify, like, what are the values most important to you? What are the things that you want to be seen for? Um, And then asking them, what are the things that you do every single day that communicates to people that this is a value to you? And looking at that from a family standpoint, from an individual standpoint, and then how can we keep doing more of those actions during this time to to share that value with the rest of the world or our community or even within our family? You know, I think we take for granted sometimes how how easy it can be to highlight some of the things that our child is already good at um, or the things that they feel really happy about doing. I have a kiddo who absolutely loves crafts, so we have a thousand crafts a day, but helping her find meaning and purpose in those things is by identifying how they have an impact on others, you know, letting her know that when she made this craft, I really felt happy, you know, helping them see that contribution for the things that they do. Another way, and this can be really fun for for kids and and even teenagers can get involved in this and be part of the decision, but giving them a special job. You know, are there animals in the house? Are there plants in the house? Do they want to make a garden? Do they want to, you know, grow a plant? But making that their special job that it's important for them to do every day because it gives back to our family or it gives back to the community you know maybe we're going to go and weed the gardens and in the on the corner lot or whatever it might be but finding some of those special jobs you know also a lot of meaning and purpose can come from just kids using their own creativity lots of kids can create beautiful things using art videos you know music cooking or baking things, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to share in that responsibility as parents might be feeling a little drained from cooking all the meals in the house, but involve the kiddos in that, you know, help them feel like this is what they get to contribute to the family tonight and this is how they're serving a, a meaning and this is purposeful.
0: Jenny, that's really validating to hear you share those ideas because I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners are already doing those things. And so that takes a lot of pressure off of them to um, come up with new great grand ideas to implement in their homes. They're already doing this.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it really is that encouragement and acknowledgement sometimes that kids need to have in order to, to see that they still are doing those things. You know, some kids are, are such great listeners and friends and so kind or funny, and those are natural gifts that they give to others within those relationships. So helping them to see how that gift impacts other people or how that gift helps people in that day.
0: Those are all wonderful ways in which we can help invite meaning and purpose into our kids' lives. And um, I am curious if there are things that parents um, and other caregivers can look out for in children to um, communicate to us that maybe they're, they're not feeling so connected and excited and joyful over these activities. What are some things we can encourage our listeners to look out for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question, Abby. And there's lots of similarities um, and differences between the ways that children and adults Um, experience that lack of meaning or disconnection with their purpose. And some of those things that both um, adults or kids might experience is a general sense of withdrawal, you know, like disengaging from activities, not interacting with others, maybe even avoiding different things, having just more irritability in general, expressing kind of hopelessness, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is going on forever and it's never going to end and I'm never going to be playing soccer again or just feeling really lonely even is is another thing. A lot of times when we're experiencing those emotions, we might zone out more in front of our screens. We might start sleeping more or, or struggling to sleep. We probably will be feeling less energy or less interest in, in doing enjoyable things. And I think one of the other pieces that oftentimes we overlook is an increased comparison of ourselves to others and that negative self talk. I could say that Abby, she's so creative and, and everybody just really likes her and she's doing so much right now and, and I'm not doing anything. You know, that's really kind of that sign that says, I don't feel connected to having a purpose.
0: I can imagine, too, during this time that we're all um, socially distancing from one another and therefore having to be on social media more, that that comparison is even happening more, more frequently.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's balancing. There's some people on social media who are definitely posting a lot of positivity and posting hopeful things. And when you're feeling a little bit down You know, that can bring you up or it can kind of push you a little bit further down if you're not able to find your own sense of purpose and meaning as well. I think one of the other pieces that, you know, these are specific to children. We're spending less time with people outside of our home and more time inside of our home, less connection to the things that really, really create who we are and how we see ourselves in the world kids might start refusing to do things at home. We might see, you know, increased conflict or power struggles of, I don't even want to do that. Like, it doesn't even matter. Why do I have to clean my room? No one's coming over anyway. Um, You know, just, just increasing battles over those types of things. Kids might start saying things like, you know, I'm not even good enough for that or, you know, I don't know if If they'll have team tryouts and I'm so out of shape now that I won't make it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or just having increased arguments. We're home with our siblings right now. And so people can feel more intense towards each other and comparing ourselves to one another. You know, kids oftentimes compare themselves to siblings. So you might see more sibling rivalry happen. And even just like comparison of attention, like, I don't even matter, so-and-so matters more than me. You know, just be aware of those kinds of comments and, and let them um, prompt some intentional discussions or intentional focus on finding some other ways to connect with, with the things that give that child some meaning and purpose.
0: So Jenny, if I'm a listener and I am concerned about one of my children or concerned about the relationship between my kids, what is something that I can do to gain some help and support? Um, I imagine many parents have not considered this in the past or are uncertain of where to even begin.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Abby. You know, one of the things that I always like to talk about with parents is it's never too early to reach out for help. Um, The moment that your gut tells you like, oh, I I think Johnny's struggling right now and I'm not sure what I can do to support them. Reach out, just reach out for help and ask some of those questions. Um, You're always welcome to reach out to us at Teenager Place. Right now, we are continuing to provide all of our outpatient and community-based services. We're seeing all of our ongoing clients as well as um, beginning services with new clients. We've even started some virtual support groups for parents and caregivers because we recognize the need for adult connection, the need for mutual support. We've got support groups for high schoolers as well as adults. This time during social distancing, everyone's feeling a sense of disconnection from the things that make them whole. And so our clinicians and our community workers are eagerly waiting and willing to provide these services um, in support to any family that's, that's wanting to figure out how do we make every day just a little bit better.
0: Sounds like there's something out there for everyone who um, seeks some sort of support. Thank you, Jenny, for spending your time and your wisdom with us today. And we want to thank you for listening in today. We also want to thank our sponsor for helping to fund this podcast. Reminder that we are coming to you from Tanager Place with a four part mini series covering indicators of well being. Today, we talked about meaning and purpose, and we'll cover the other three indicators safety, belonging, and connection, and efficacy in other podcasts. We can look for and encourage these indicators in ourselves and our children as we move through these uncertain times so that we can hopefully emerge strong, resilient, and
1: healthy.